I'm Hannah. And I'm Javi. We're hardcore adults. Okay, well, we're trying to be. That's why we made this podcast. To give you the life advice that you may or may not want. Have you got your iced coffee? Obviously. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to Project Ice Coffee, episode two. Episode dos. Episode dos. All right, we are going to kick off this episode with... Chavis, that's me, joke of the podcast. Han, are you ready? I am so ready for your joke. I've been waiting all day for this. Okay. Okay, guys. What is a social media marketer's favorite type of snack? What? An Instagram cracker. (laughs) That's a good one. I've never heard that one. Thank you. I think it's very relevant because I do a lot of social media marketing now not it's just true that's very relevant to you and for my iced coffee of this episode unfortunately we're recording this episode late at night so i decided being smart not to have iced coffee late at night so that i could sleep but i would love to tell you about the iced coffee that i had today today this morning i had a beautiful iced coffee in a glass cup obviously um it was a blonde Starbucks roast with blonde? blonde blonde yeah blonde <laughs> that's like the lightest type of roast last time I had medium this is the lightest type of roast so it's not as bitter so this time I added unsweetened um almond milk so you really get the coffee flavor flavor and the almond milk flavor I didn't add any sweetener that sounds absolutely delicious you did milk. say milk wrong though I what you said milk wrong how did I, how do you say milk? You say milk with an E. <laughs> <laughs> milk. Milk. Almond milk. Almond milk. Javi, where did we go this week? Wow, where did we go this week? Me, Hana, and our boss, Rachali, who is... Our awesome boss. Our awesome boss, Rachali, went on a corporate retreat to Top Golf in Edison, New Jersey. It was so fun. It was so fun. If you guys follow us on Instagram, we did post a selfie. Speaking of, don't forget to follow us on Instagram for updates about the podcast, fun stuff, cool stuff that goes on at Project Ice Coffee on Instagram. And yeah, it was a super awesome corporate retreat. Wait, Javi, Javi, did you you just drop something? I think you dropped something right there. What did I drop? I think you just dropped some merch. I... Are we ever going to drop merch? Um, that's a question. But I think you just dropped merch. And I think I think you should be looking forward to Project Ice Coffee dropping merch at some time. And you should pick it up at some point. You guys can't see my face, but my face right now. It's really exciting news. It's in the works. And follow us on Instagram. Listen to our podcast of updates about our merch. It's coming soon, soon. And we're super pumped about it. Super pumped for the merch. Keep a lookout. And with that, we are going to introduce this week's episode topic. And it is, drumroll please, embarrassing moments. Wow. Oh, wow. Javi, that was really embarrassing. Hannah, we haven't even talked about the embarrassing moments yet. I know, but that's really embarrassing. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, a lot of us go through really embarrassing times, at, really at any point in our life, from like since we're born until we die. They're just embarrassing moments. Yeah, yeah. So, Javi, can you please share an embarrassing experience that you went through? I think oh. we're all curious to hear this story. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going first then. Um, yes, I have prepared a very embarrassing story for you guys. This is a story that Hannah has heard several times over. It's true. So, so Hannah, I'm sorry that you have to hear it again. It's okay, but I'll respond as if it's my first time hearing it. That is so kind of you. Thank you. So let's get into it. So when Khan and I were in ninth grade in Shalamet High School, just going to plug Shalamet High School real quick. It's the high school that Khan and I went to. We talked about it in last love episode. It. We are going to talk about it in future episodes. We absolutely loved it. I think we're a little bit too obsessed with it. We, we have a very unhealthy obsession with it. We both still work there today. <laughs> and Never uh, left. Yeah, we've never left. We probably never will leave. If you guys have any questions, if you're thinking about applying to Shalom High School, or if you just are curious in general, DM us on Instagram. We love Shalom. So when Khan and I were in the ninth grade, Shalom High School took us on a trip to the opera in New York City. Mm-hmm. Super Shlomet, cool. It was super cool. Shalom was super into like giving us culture and looking at artistic stuff. So 
we did not particularly want to go to the opera because it was like super long and it wasn't even in English. Like it was in Italian, which was super weird. So anyways, we were all kind of in like a down move from the start. I stepped in a puddle of pee. So that- yeah, that's Javi's number one. Like that's disgusting and not a great way to start a night. No, it was not the best way to start the night, but the night starts off with I get out of the car and I step in a puddle of pee. It's also freezing cold and I forgot to bring a coat because I'm smart. So so that was the start of the night. Then we finally, we get to the theater and it was just like super long. So finally we're all sitting and then finally intermission comes, right? I'm skipping a lot of stuff just for, just for like time's sake, but intermission comes, middle of the show and I would like to get up, stretch my legs, maybe go to the bathroom, get some snacks. So I look to my left and I look to my right and I realize that I'm in the middle of a row and mm. there's people sitting on either side of me. So instead of like inching past them or asking everyone to get up for me, the row in front of me was totally empty. So I figured I would climb over the seat and then I wouldn't have to bother anyone. And <laughs> during the whole show, there was this like cranky man who was yelling at us because we kept talking and falling asleep and taking our phones. And he was getting really upset at us the whole time. So I put one leg over the chair and he runs up and he started screaming at me in front of my entire class and in front of my teacher. He was so mad. He's like, what are you doing? You can't climb over the seats at the opera. It's like a classy event. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I sat back down in my seat and I burst into tears. I was so embarrassed. My friend, who I'm not going to name here because I don't know if she, she did not give me permission to use her name, but my friend like put her arm around me and was like patting me on the back. It was just so awful. And I spent the rest of the show just like crumpled in my seat. And then on the way back home, I stepped in another puddle of pee on my way back into the car. Oh, I thought it was the same puddle of pee. I'm, I think it might have been because it was in that same parking spot, right? Like, so the car was parked in a spot and then there was just like a puddle of pee right outside the door. So I think it's really disgusting. So that, that was probably one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me in high school. That whole night. From beginning to end, that sounds just, I don't know. Like it makes, I get secondhand embarrassment from that story because I feel so bad that that happened to you. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. But I have a question. Mm -hmm. So now that that happened to you, that happened to you in ninth grade. How did you get over that? that now you could say it publicly on, on our podcast. Like not many people could do that to say such an embarrassing story to literally anybody who could listen. So that is a very good question. Um, I think for one thing, it did happen a while ago. So when stuff like that happens, you have time to process. But I think more than that, um, something that the situation taught me was that you kind of have to learn in life to laugh at yourself a Mm -hmm. little bit. Like when the story was happening to me in the moment, it was awful like I thought I would never get past it I thought like this was going to be the end of me and to every person that I told the story over to and they laughed in response it taught me very slowly but surely that I can kind of choose how to remember the story and how it's going to affect me either I can be like this is a terrible thing and kind of let it traumatize me in a way which is kind of dramatic but I can either let this be something negative or I can just kind of laugh it off and I can bring it onto the Project Ice Coffee podcast and we can all laugh about it together you know and then the more I talk about it and the more I turn it into sign English, the more I turn it into kind of like a funny story, the less big it becomes and the less of an effect it has on me. So I think mm-hmm. learning to laugh at it and kind of learning to just be comfortable with it and just find the humor in it was definitely a very big help. That's really courageous of you. Thank you so much. To learn at, like just to laugh at your mistakes. Not even that, like I think it's just good in life to, well, some some things in life are very important that you like at in the moment you shouldn't be like laughing and like there's talkless but sometimes there's some things that like i i this just came off the top of my head that when the whole situation with leaving israel that's that's a whole nother yeah. episode in and of itself that we will get to but oh the whole situation of leaving israel like the whole thing it's very serious because we it was in the middle of corona and i had to figure out a way to get home all my friends were home already it was very scary, but I just remember sitting on my bed at four in the morning laughing so hard because this is just like such a weird situation that this isn't, this isn't embarrassment, but it was just a weird situation that sometimes with these, with these scenarios, you have to learn how to laugh at them because there's just no other way to get through them. It's so, so true. And I want to 
point out one of the things that you just said. So the topic of the episode is embarrassing moments, but, and one of the things that I brought out in my story was learning to laugh in embarrassing moments. And I think you touched on another point, which is learning to laugh at stressful moments. So I know for myself also being in seminary in Israel during Corona was stressful and scary and so many different things. And like you said, just learning to kind of see the humor in it and laugh about it. We're definitely going to get into our Israel Israel stories, our Israel escape, escape from Israel. Escape from Israel. Wow. Can that be the title of the episode? It really should. (laughs) Guys, look out for that. Look out for the episode Escape from Israel. If you want to tell us your Israel seminary story and how you had to get home during Corona, you can totally DM us on Instagram or send us an email at projectizedcoffeepodcast at gmail.com. And maybe we'll like do an episode where we feature... Yes, we would love to do that because everyone's story is so unique and so interesting. It's so true. Yeah. So I, yeah. So now back to the topic, question mark. Back to the topic, question mark. Back to the topic. Um. So as you were saying, it really seems like a big theme of what you were saying is that everything, that not everything in life is as big as it seems. That in the moment of this old man yelling at you in the opera, like you <laughs> so small. Everything, everything, it seems like the world was like collapsing around you that like, you just wanted to curl up into a ball in the corner. But now like looking back, you really see that that was just one moment in the life in your life. And you learned how to laugh at it. Yeah, exactly. So that's a really important lesson. For sure. And I think it also ties in nicely with um, stuff that we talked about in the last episode. Do you remember how we spoke a lot about how middle school is not your whole life, high school is mm-hmm. not your whole life. And it's kind of a skill to develop to realize that what's happening to you right now your life is so much bigger yeah. than just that one moment. Exactly. And I think I think the more, okay, let's see if I could word this correctly. <laughs> the more that you look out for these embarrassing moments, I'm putting in air quotations, nice air quotations. The, more, the more you will see them. Like you like you know, you know that whole um analogy that if if you are thinking about a red car, then you'll see red cars everywhere. Wait, or when what? you You've never heard of that? Or like when you learn a new vocabulary word, you see that vocabulary word everywhere? Hold on, go back to the red car thing. You've oh. never heard of that? That, no. that when you, Yeah, so when when your mind thinks of something and it's in the forefront of your brain, then you see it more. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would just like to point out that me and Javi just realized that we're matching. <laughs> Kana was giving off- In the middle of my red car analogy. <laughs> Kana was giving off this whole like really inspiring thing. And then all of a sudden I look and- Khan and I are on FaceTime, so you guys can't see us, but I look at Khan and I start pointing to my shirt. I'm like, Khan, we're wearing the same shirt. And then we both just started laughing. And now I lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. No, let's see if I can get back. Can we, um, can we talk about our shirts for a minute? Yeah, let's talk about our shirts. And then we'll get back to the red car. Okay. Before you talk about the red car, I just want to explain. So Khan and I and a few of our friends from high school loved the show The Flash. Oh my god. Okay, this is I guess this could be part of our episode because like for me I look back and that's like an embarrassing part of my life. Yeah, you're embarrassed about liking the flash. <laughs> I was way too obsessed with it. Yeah, we were pretty obsessed. So we went through a phase where we were buying each other Star Lab sweatshirts. For those of you who don't watch the flash, the the flash don't explain the whole show. You do not have to do that. No, I'm not explaining the whole show, but Star Labs is kind of like the Flash's headquarters. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's true. So accurate. So we bought Hana a Star Lab sweatshirt for her birthday, and then Hana and some other people bought me a Star Lab sweatshirt for my birthday. <laughs> and we're both wearing it. We're both wearing it. We're twinsies. We're both twinsies. Okay, back to the red car analogy. The red car. I, I'm serious. You've never heard this? I've heard the idea that when you knew to learn... I'm not speaking English tonight. You're not. I'm really not. That when you learn a new vocab word, it starts popping up everywhere, but I've never heard the thing about the red car. Yes. Okay, so it's the same idea. That when there's when there's something, whether it be something physical or even just an idea or or a mindset that's in, in the forefront of your brain, then you start seeing it more. That's a, that's the whole idea of positivity versus negativity. That when you have negativity, like when you think about negative things, then you will see negative things more. If, if you think about positive things, then you will see positivity more. And like, that's the whole idea behind thank you Hashem, that the more thankful you are to Hashem and the more thankful you are to other people, then the more things you will find to be thankful for. That's beautiful. So I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to put this idea with the whole idea of embarrassment. That when you feel that everything around you is 
embarrassing and that you are embarrassing yourself and that other like that you just are constantly feeling embarrassed just remember that this like this, it's just a mindset you could change that mindset it's all in your mind <laughs> sorry that was a little private joke there but it really is it's all in your mind that that it really is just in, if if you always think that you are awkward and embarrassed and just constantly want to like curl up into a ball then that's you're gonna you're gonna find more of those moments so try I know it's really hard it's way easier said than done to try to look for those positive moments more and those moments where you feel comfortable and secure and hopefully through time and through a lot of energy that you can put into this you will find more of those those moments and you will notice them more where you are feeling comfortable and secure with other people Amen. And just to, to that was not a bracha, but <laughs> I can say amen because it was beautiful. Thank you. Okay. And also, Kana's going to get uncomfortable now, but I just want to plug Kana for a little bit because one of the biggest things that I learned from her throughout our years in high school is to have a positive attitude. It was something that she was always really Aww. good at, despite like our grade in high school was pretty dramatic and we went through like a lot of stressful things. And throughout them all, Hanum was always the one looking at the bright side, trying to bring out the positive side. And it's definitely Amida that that I learned from her and that she inspired me to work on. So I'm gonna cry, Javi. Don't we don't it really cry. means a lot. Thank you. It's really it it takes a lot of effort. I really, really appreciate that. And I, I have to say, like, I'm really not fully there. Like, I don't it's really just a journey. And that was high school is a really big part of my journey and through a positive mindset, but I'm a very big advocate for a positive mind equals a positive life. And I really hope that I can inspire others to think positively and just look at the good side because there's so much good. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, there's so much good. Well, that's Thank what God. we're trying to do with our podcast is to, exactly. to inspire you guys. If you guys felt particularly inspired by anything that Fana just said, comment a frog emoji on our instagram and then what, what does the frog emoji have to do with anything because frog is the gematria of inspired wow yeah don't i'm inspired heavy thank you don't look into that because it's probably not <laughs> <laughs> probably not true i don't think it's true hey a little positivity here it might be fine it might be true but you know what i do i really do appreciate your your imposit- your positivity and enthusiasm about the frog analogy and with that, I Should we take a break? Take a break. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are continuing our discussion on embarrassing moments. So, Khana, tell us the embarrassing story that you have prepared for us. So, I hope this story could <laughs> help a lot of people because this is a common one. This is the story of how I filled my row test. Vroom, vroom. Yes. Oh, I love that sound effect, Javi. Thank you. Basically, I I am not a bad driver. And I took driver's ed and I was pretty good. Javi's making a face at me, but I'm not a bad driver. I think I'm pretty good. Um, and I was so ready to take my row test because everyone that I spoke to, they passed like with flying colors and they're great drivers. And I'm like, I'm a good driver. I could totally pass this. Spoiler alert, I did not. But <laughs> let me tell you how that went down. <laughs> I took my road test in Garden City. I do not recommend because the streets are very narrow. I did know that going into the road test, but little confident 11th grader Hannah was like, well, even if the streets are narrow, I can still do it because I'm an amazing driver and I'm super confident about this. So I go into my road test and I'm getting like really nervous, even though I'm like, okay, I could do this. And I, I'm in the driver's seat and the driver instructor person comes in and okay, you all need to imagine this. He's literally Stanley from The Office. <laughs> Imagine him being your road test person. He comes in and he's like, hello. I'm like, hi, sir. How are you doing today? Like me, little jolly Hana prepared to take her road test. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> and he's like, name, Hannah Adler. Permit, please. And I give him, I give him my permit. And he's like, okay, when you're ready, start the car. I'm like, okay. So then I check my mirrors and I start the car and I I shoot off and I'm great. 
I go down the road and there is a stoplight. And he's like, by the by the stoplight, make a right. I'm like, okay, great. So the light was red, so obviously I stop. But it was red for a really long time. Like it felt like hours. And I'm like, can I make a right on red? And he's like, you're not allowed to ask questions. I'm like, okay, sir. So I ended up making a right on red. And he was, he didn't say anything, but I could tell he was really mad at me. So we're going and going. And then we end up on some side side streets. Then I merged. It was great. And he's like, okay, please make a K-turn. So I start making a K-turn. He's like, okay, stop. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, in the middle of the street. And I, I mean, I didn't say that. I was thinking that. I was thinking like, you want me to stop in the middle of the street? And he's like, stop. And I kept on going because like, I'm not stopping in the middle of the street. I was in the middle of a freaking K-turn. I was like, I was, I was, what's the word? I was not parallel. I was perpendicular to the street. <laughs> so... Um, I, I pull up to the curb and obviously I hit the curb and he's like, and he started yelling at me and he's like, if I tell you to stop, you must stop no matter what in the middle of the street. And I start flat out bawling. I am crying in front of this protest person and I'm like, okay, I failed. So then we keep going and, and we're like heading back to the police. He's like, okay, stop. So then obviously I stop in the middle of the street and he's like, please parallel park. I'm like, oh, oh, he wants me to parallel park. Maybe like it's not bad after all while tears are streaming down my face. So I pull up. I want you all to imagine this. I'm going to demonstrate with my hands. I pull up next to the car on the right and we're like mirror to mirror. We're probably, I'm probably like a good six inches away from the car or like a foot away from the car, which is like a normal amount when you're parallel parking. And I start moving back, doing the the turn, twisty with the wheel and everything. I think I'm doing great. And he starts yelling at me. He's like, stop, stop. I'm like, okay, stop. He's like, you're about to hit the car on the left. I'm like, so what do you want me to do? Like, if if I move closer to the car on the right, I'll hit the car on the right. And if I move closer to the car on the left, then I'll hit the car on the left. So then he's like, okay, please head back to the, to the DMV. And I'm like crying on my way back and I felt so terrible. And I pull up and my mom's saying that she's like, so? And I'm like, I failed. And he gives me the paper and I'm like bawling. I was crying so hard. I was so embarrassed. Not necessarily be in front of him. Like I I didn't really care what he thought of me. I knew he had a million rotests to give that day. Like I meant nothing to him. But I just felt really embarrassed for myself because I was so confident in passing this road test, like that was, that was just like on my checklist to do that day. And I did it. And it was, I felt like such a failure. I, I felt like such a failure to myself. Also to, I mean, to everybody who, cause I told everyone I was taking my road test that day and I was so embarrassed to come back to school. I remember, I remember I came home at like 3 PM. This was on a school day. And I was texting one of my friends who was at school and I'm like, I can't come back to school. It's so embarrassing. I, I have to tell everyone that I failed. And she said something that was actually really, that actually really helped me. She said, well, everyone's going to know either way, but also no one's going to think less of you if you failed your road test. You're still Hannah Adler. You're still an awesome girl. Like you're still you just because you failed your road test that you thought you were going to pass. It doesn't mean anything. You're just going to take it again. So that's something that really helped me. And then I got up and went back to school and told everyone I failed. It was great. Um, but then that, that helped me. And I learned a lot of lessons from that about confidence and embarrassment that it's just in that moment. In that moment, I really just wanted everything to like stop. And I didn't, I didn't want to take my road test again. Um, so, and then I got the courage to take it again and my past. And yeah, that's my embarrassing, embarrassing story. Well, Hannah, first I want to say that I have never heard this story. You've never heard the story. You did not tell me you were going to take your road test that day. You did no, not. Tell I told the entire. I told. I told the entire class. Fine, maybe you told me. I didn't tell anyone the second time. Nobody knew the second time. Second time, you didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone the second time. But the full detailed story of your first road test. This is my first time hearing it. For real, I really okay. thought I told people. So uh, I just want to say that I am so sorry that that happened to you because that sounds awful. <laughs> It's okay. And honestly, like, I'm not the only person that this happens to. Rotests suck. Rotests? They're the worst. And 
they're literally like I hate saying this but they're momish out to get you I know like that does not help anybody but like I think people just need to go in knowing that like they're they're just not fun and they're not good and you shouldn't expect anything because it doesn't really have to do with you it has to do more with how the instructor is doing and if they want to pass you or fail you or if they want to yell at you that is absolutely true road tests are very very scary so Hannah my question to you is how did you have the courage to go back and take your road test again because I remember I did not take my second I failed my first road test also and I did not have the courage to go and take it again for a very long time Mm -hmm. how did you bounce back from such an experience so actually on my way home from the first road test I was so pissed I was so annoyed that I immediately called the DMV and booked another road test wow that Thursday, I took my road test on Tuesday and I booked it for that Thursday. And then like I had it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it again, no matter what. Um, and then I thought about it and I, I decided to wait another three weeks so that I could practice a bit more and kind of just like regain my confidence. That was, that was kind of just a moment that I'm like, okay, I didn't even like, that was just a decision that I made in the moment that I didn't really think about. But Um, it was really, I think something that really helped me was the support of my friends and family. They really helped me. Yeah. Javi really helped me. I helped you? (laughs) Yeah. All my friends, they, they all, like I said before, they, they all reminded me that this is something that does not define me. It doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define what I've done. It doesn't minimize any part of me. And I think that just really helped me build the courage to take the road test again. And just in other moments of my life that, I felt really embarrassed for something that I failed at just reminding myself that this isn't who I am, that this one failure doesn't define me. Um, really, really helped me. Wow. That's so true. I love what you said about failure, not defining you because it's really true. It's so beyond true because something like that, I think like failing your road test is um, in hindsight, not the biggest thing, but especially when you're in high school and so many of your other friends, either get their licenses before you do, it can feel like the biggest failure and it can really feel like it can bog you down. And having the courage to bounce back right away. And I would say bouncing back as quickly as possible. Like I liked how you scheduled a road test on the way back from the one that you failed, like getting back on the horse as soon as possible. I think. Yeah. So that, that, that is a move, but at the same time, it's not. Sometimes you do need to take the time. Like I said, I did schedule it on my way back, but then I canceled it and scheduled it again three weeks later. Uh-huh. Sometimes being in the moment and in all the, those emotions, those aren't really the, that's not really the time to make the decision. You could think about making decisions and you could think about all, all the options that you have, but it, depending on the situation, sometimes that's not the time to make the decision for that. Like for that example, that was not the time to take my road test. I, I should like, if I take it, if I took my road test two days later, I would have failed again. And I know, I know that for a fact because I did not, I wouldn't have had the confidence. I wouldn't have had the skills. It really, like, I just needed time to rebuild my confidence and re like reshift and refocus my mind. And I think sometimes, sometimes in some situations you need to make quick decisions, but then sometimes, sometimes you just need to take time and live and dwell on the emotions and figure stuff out. And then then you'll make the decision after. Very well said. Very wise of you, Hana. Thank you. So those were like really big, <laughs> embarrassing moments in our yeah. life. That was intense just now. That that little that little combo right there. That was really intense. So like let's let's make it a, a little bit lighter. What are like these little awkward moments that have happened to you? Not not big ones, but something that probably everyone could relate to. Yeah. I, I totally hear that. I think it's a good segue to start talking about, we just talked about a lot of really big stuff that goes on, but I think embarrassing moments kind of also happen in our everyday lives. Like um, mine and Hannah's grade, we have this running joke, um, how embarrassing it is the way that you say here in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> like um, how everyone- like I could, I could attest to that in my math class. Now my math class is online and I, my name is first cause Adler, and nobody sees my face, but I still question the way I say here in attendance. Yeah, like, did you say it too high pitched? Did you not say it loud enough? And then there's always that one person that doesn't say here. They say, like, present. And then you're like, wow, that was creative. I should have said that. Or you're like, that's so lame. Why did they say present? And why not just say here, you know? Like, and it's such a small little thing, but the whole thing ends up being like this whole embarrassing, awkward moment. You just get inside your own head. 
It's true. Like that, the way you say here in attendance, but also like having small talk with people. I cannot stand having small talk. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's so weirdly uncomfortable and I don't get it. Especially, I don't know about you, but lately when I've been having small talk with people, it's like, so are you dating yet? So when's the wedding? When's the wedding? And they slash them by you. And amazing. of course, Amin, Amin. And of course, these, the people that we're having these small talks with, of course they have good intentions. You know, they're just trying to promote Simcha. And they're just trying to say hi to you, even though they mm-hmm. don't so well it's like your mom's friend or it's like a friend your friend that you haven't seen in a while you know like of course they mean well it's just so awkward it's really awkward what's another situation like that oh oh um waiting like waiting alone in a restaurant waiting oh my gosh or waiting like waiting on central avenue for your friend i find that so awkward I always freak out when I go to Starbucks and then like I order my drink and then you have to stand around waiting and then everyone's just kind of staring at each other. Like I have a friend and she told me that when she goes to Starbucks to wait for her order, she'll kind of like pretend to check her phone and she'll start like counting on her fingers as if she's doing something. Oh, trust me. Like I haven't done that. Whenever, whenever I'm waiting for someone or something, I'm always on my phone. Yeah. So I think that's the natural instinct for a lot of people is to kind of just sit on their phone but I want to take this moment to talk about the idea of uh, of how embarrassing or awkward being alone can be and I I want to like talk about that a little yeah bit. and not necessarily just being alone like all those small awkward like the small talk and the way you said here attendance but I just want to say that all these things like it's normal because everybody feels this way yes it's so normal that if it like if you question the way you said here in attendance like you're not you're not the odd one out like everyone questions the way they said here in attendance even with the one who said present confidently they questioned the way you said here in attendance of course they did first of all they didn't even say here in attendance they said present they said present and also if you are that person that says present in attendance you go girl you go, girl. You go, start girl. Present. Maybe I'll start saying it in my math class. Right? We should start saying present. Like, I think anyone who can have the confidence to kind of get up and say something a little more fun and different, you go, girl. It's true. It's true. So so I just want to give you, like, a piece of advice that I sometimes use in these awkward situations just to help me, like, kind of just calm myself down and kind of regain my confidence when I'm not feeling myself as much in these kind of awkward situations that I put in quotation air quotations um so some like this is specifically for waiting you should not do this when you're having small talk with people because then it looks like you're uninterested (laughs) (laughs) but when you're waiting alone at a restaurant or or you're you're online for something and you're just waiting and you don't want to be in your phone because I have a very love-hate relationship with my phone yes um which we'll get to at some point (laughs) um I try to like take a moment and I try to look around. Like I get off my phone, even if it's just for a minute or two, just to look around, see where I am, see how nice it is outside or inside. See if I'm in a restaurant, like the waiters, the waitresses, who else is sitting here, what type of food they have, looking at the menu, looking at the decor and just, just looking around and kind of taking in your surroundings kind of just helps me just refocus and ground myself a little bit in those type of situations. But I have a question for you. Like these, these are, these are all really small things that everyone goes through. They're such normal situations, but like what makes them so awkward if they're so normal? It's such a good question. And I think that what makes them awkward is that a lot of people, I'm not going to say everyone, because that's like a very big blanket statement. And I like to think that we have a lot of fans and that, you know, they can't all be put into a box. All of our, lovely, amazing fans. But I will say that there's definitely a lot of people out there who maybe are afraid of being seen alone or being seen as a loner. Mm -hmm. I know for myself in high school, like I didn't always want to be seen just like walking down the street by myself. You know, you start feeling like maybe people are judging you. Maybe like they think you don't have friends. Like, why are you all by yourself? Um, And I would would even say not not just high school, like in seminary and even sometimes now, when you're just waiting on a street corner for a friend, it could it could feel awkward and weird. It totally can. And uh, my little tidbit of advice on that would be to kind of have the confidence to be alone, because it's like Kana said, this is stuff that happens to everyone. Everyone goes through these 
awkward little loner moments all the time. Adults, kids, teenagers, parents, uncles, maybe cats. I don't know. We can't really talk to cats. Goldfish, maybe? Maybe goldfish. I don't know. If anyone ever figures out how to ask a goldfish, if they ever feel awkward and alone, you can let them win a Nobel Prize, please. Yeah, you will definitely win a Nobel Prize. And just comment a little fish emoji if you ever figure that out. And if we got a frog emoji and a fish emoji. Frog emoji and a fish emoji. Um, But I would say that everyone kind of goes through those moments. So I would say having the confidence to be alone and to realize that no one's really judging you. Yeah, exactly. For being alone, you know, like it's okay if you're meeting a friend and you're sitting at the table waiting for her to just kind of be alone for a little bit, to have the confidence to say, I know that I have friends. I know that people like me and I can stand here and be alone for myself. I don't know about you, Hannah, but that was definitely something I learned a lot in seminary was to kind of be okay to go to the grocery store by myself to sometimes eat lunch by myself and to realize that not every second of my day has to be spent with other people in order for me to feel good about myself. That having the confidence and the ability to kind of do things by yourself can A, teach you a lot about yourself. You can definitely grow as a person by being alone and B, just makes your life easier because then you're not relying on other people to feel good about yourself. You realize that internally you're just a good person. That's so true. I think that's, I totally agree. That's something that I definitely developed majorly in seminary. Um, In seminary, I really tried to make sure that I set time aside for some alone time, whether it was a Monday night or a Wednesday afternoon or just when I was doing laundry or folding my laundry, I would put on my music or I would put on a sheer or a podcast that I would enjoy. Now you can a put podcast? on this podcast. Yeah, I'd put on a podcast. A I'm podcast? a huge podcast fan. Wait, did you put on this podcast? So, Taka, this podcast did not exist when we were in seminary. Taka, get the thumbs out, get the thumbs out. Get all the thumbs out. Um, But I think it's really important, especially now when – I, I'm talking personally when I don't really have that like independence when I'm at home living with my family, Baruch Hashem, which I'm very thankful for, um, where I'm surrounded by people and like I have to tell people when I'm going out and when I'm using the car and when I'll be back and I, all this and that. Um, I still make sure to try to take time, whether to go for a walk or go for a drive or make sure I listen to music and just relax in some bed or just enjoy some YouTube videos by myself. Um, I think that's that's really important, especially in this time when we're all like stuck in a house with people, um, to just take time for ourselves and do something that you enjoy. Um, and I think that really helps with building your confidence of being alone with yourself. For sure, absolutely, positively, one hundred percent, positively, one thousand percent, one thousand percent, thousand percent. And just to add on to that, to talk about the reverse side, so we talk about we were saying a lot about how like taking time to be by yourself. But I sometimes find that I sometimes have too much time to myself, which can be overwhelming. Um, I'm the youngest child. So shout out to all the other youngest children listening out there. Um, Not me. Khan is a middle child. I'm a middle child. But I am arguably the oldest. That's true. If you care for me to explain, I'll explain it very quickly. I have an older brother who's a year older than me. So basically we grew up together and I'm the oldest girl. So I am arguably the oldest. Not the oldest of the family, because obviously my brother is older than me, but like I grew up as an oldest child because I was an oldest girl and me and my brother are a year apart. So Yeah, you definitely have an oldest personality. What does that mean? <laughs> like kind of confident, take charge. I but you like also do that. It's different though. I think you more than me. <laughs> it's a little bit different. I can't explain it. You just have an oldest child personality. Okay, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> it's a compliment for sure. Um, so I, <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about the reverse. Um, I don't even know if this is something other people can relate to, but you know what? We're about to find out if you ever feel like you have too much alone time. I know for myself, all my siblings who are older than me were kind of out of the house when I was growing up. So a lot of the time growing up, I had the house to myself mm-hmm. and that sometimes felt a little bit lonely and overwhelming because, you know, I was chilling at home by myself for a lot of the time. And a big skill that I had to learn growing up and also now in my in my life currently was that when you have a lot of alone time, that's also okay. And it doesn't mean that you don't have friends. It doesn't mean that you don't have people in your life who don't love you. And you know when it doesn't mean that the whole world, you know, is terrible. Because sometimes 
sometimes being alone for too long can get like very overwhelming. So my advice for anyone who feels like maybe, you know, maybe they haven't hung out with their friends in a long time. Maybe they haven't, maybe they've had a little too much alone time just to know that that's okay. Like sometimes you'll be just alone chilling, especially as an adult. Adults get a lot of alone time. No, and I think something that's important to say is just reach out to your friends. Just shoot them a text, call them. Don't call them. Send them a text and just ask them, hey, what's up? Like just to have a conversation, see how they're doing, tell them how you're doing, just so that you have that interaction if you feel alone sometimes. I think that's what helps me a lot. Yeah. Also to have a, a pillow that you could hug that's soft and fluffy. Sure. <laughs> that does not sound alone at all. Listen, it's just comforting. Like I comforting. Have, no, I agree. It's comforting. I think you were there, Hana, actually, when we went to Target and I found that turtle. Yes. Yes. It's, I actually don't think I was there. You were there. We went to Target for your Hebrew birthday. That was that was my birthday Target run? It was your Hebrew birthday. Okay. And No, I, it wasn't. We went on my actual birthday. We went twice. We went once on your Hebrew Oh, birthday. we went twice. You're right, you're right, you're right. Obviously, I'm right. You're right. <laughs> so, Sorry, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So, I bought this really squishy pillow, and I don't, I've totally forgot where I was going with that, but Target, <laughs> Target has good pillows, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Moral of the story, if you need a pillow to hug, go to Target. If you need a pillow to hug, go to Target. Go to Target. We have hug pillows. You know, I saw this thing on Instagram, and this guy was like, is two people having a conversation, right? So one guy's like, hey, why are you going to Target? What do you need? And the other guy responds, Target will let me know when I get there. <laughs> it's so true. Like, once you go to Target, then, like, you know what you need. Then you just you know what you need. You don't go to Target needing anything. You know what's really awkward, speaking of Target? Well, okay, not specific to Target, but another, like, little awkward thing that I think happens to a lot of people is having to speak to either, like, a cashier Oh my gosh, for sure. Right? Oh, one thing. I, okay, can I just say, I hate, this is such, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be embarrassed (laughs) of this coming out of my mouth as an adult. (laughs) I hate calling people. It's a good (laughs) thing you're a quasi-adult. It's a good thing you're a quasi-adult. I'm a quasi-adult, but like, I hate calling, I may, oh my gosh, making doctor's appointments, calling in orders. I absolutely dread it. And I would rather anything besides that like anything like i'll text you i'll voice message you i'll i'll make an appointment online i'll order on uber eats i will not call you oh my goodness and i that's something that i really got to get over because it's not good for my life as an adult so god do you want some advice on that yes please i really need some advice on that because i i don't know how to deal with that so as someone who was given a gift by hashem where thank god I I'm pretty comfortable on the phone. I know a lot of people are not, but it's something that Hashem just gave me that yeah. that I'm comfortable just talking on the phone. You can ask on in high school. I was always the one that had to make the phone calls. If anything ever had to get done, people would hand me their phones, and I, I made a lot of phone calls for people. Um, but there definitely have been times where I was scared to make the call. I didn't know what I was supposed to say, or like I just wasn't in the mood. And my advice would be. For one time, not every single time that you have to either schedule an appointment or order food or whatever, but pick one time and be very conscious and say, I am scared to go talk to the person behind the counter and I am going to go ahead and do it anyway. And to kind of muster up the courage. It was actually my yearbook quote, super cheesy. Let yourself be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That was my yearbook quote. And I really think that, well, A, it's something to help in a lot of areas in life, but I find specifically with talking to people behind the counter, because I know so many people who are so not having that. Like, they just don't. They're just mm-hmm. not doing it. It's so scary. And I find that when you just swallow, don't think about it, and just go up and do it, it really helps. Okay, I'll think about that next time when I have to make an appointment. <laughs> don't do it every time, because then you're going to freak yourself out. Because yeah. that, that's just too much. But like Another thing that helps me sometimes is just convincing myself because it's true that the person on the other line does not care true they do not care about how you sound what you say they just want to hear that you want to make an appointment when and where and it's in the calendar and zehu 
So, like, that's what helps me sometimes, being like, they don't care what you sound like. They don't care what you say. Like, just get it over with. It is so, so true. And I think it ties in really well with what we were saying before about how, like, no one else cares about how you sit here in attendance. No one else cares about um, the way, like, that you're sitting alone in a restaurant. Like, sometimes it's really just all in your head. So it's all in your mind. It's, it's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. Exactly. Okay. So, I think we are going to start wrapping up our awkward moment. Wrapping up our episode. Wrapping it up like a Hanukkah present with a bow. But the, it's not even Hanukkah yet. Wow, that's early. I know, but I feel like it's almost Christmas season. And Christmas season, I like to think of as Hanukkah season. So we'll call oh, Hanukkah it. is before Christmas this year. Why are oh, we talking about Christmas? Is yeah, it? Hanukkah's really early. It's like December 8th. Oh, good shit. Yeah, everything's early this year. That's the tea. That's the tea. Speaking of tea, Hannah is going to kick off our wrap-up with her three pieces of advice about awkward moments. Okay, let's let's kick this off with number one, numero uno. Numero uno. Um, so this, this, the first one has to do with if you say something that you feel was awkward or embarrassing, or let's say you spill a cup of coffee or do something that's on a smaller level in front of other people. Um, my first piece of advice would be stop constantly apologizing that will not make the situation any better True. for so many reasons but i you just apologize once thank everyone for helping you recuperate and get everything together wipe off the spill pick up your books thank everyone for doing that apologize once and that's it apologizing over and over again will not do you any good it will not do them any good it will show that you're a little bit insecure and that's not something that i don't think anybody wants my second piece of advice, numero dos, is that I think this is something that we definitely said over the episode, but I just want to repeat this at the end, is that throughout life, you learn to laugh at these moments. You learn to laugh about it. Sometimes in the moment, it doesn't seem like that, but in hindsight, you see that these moments really could be laughed at, especially my protests and Javi's opera story. Like we're laughing so hard about them, but really in the moment it did not feel that way. So just remember that one day you will laugh about it. And I know it might not be tomorrow or next month, but in Hashem, that day will come. So just remember that, that over time things kind of smooth out. My third piece of advice is also something that we mentioned in this episode is to ask for help. Seek support. If you're ever feeling insecure because of something that you did or something that happened, or if you feel like you failed, then look for support of a friend, your friends, family, even if it's just one person, two people, if you need a group of friends, if you need to just socialize, or even if you like just talking to one person, just talking it through, um, that support could really help get over that embarrassment or that awkwardness that you feel and that insecurity and that could help really help you regain your confidence. So those are my three end pieces of advice and I would like to pass over the mic to Javi. I'm going to take the mic from you metaphorically. Metaphorically. Metaphorically grab the mic. And my three pieces of advice would be the first one is one that I already mentioned at the end of my opera story, but I'm going to say it again because I want to say it again. And that is that you can sometimes control how an embarrassing moment will affect you. So Khan and I kind of chose to look at some of the embarrassing moments in our life in a positive, humorous, more upbeat kind of way. And in the moment, while something embarrassing is happening to you, I think this is probably like a really difficult thing to do. But in hindsight, you can look back and you can kind of say, is this going to be something that's going to traumatize me and maybe keep me from doing things that I want to do in the future? And... Or am I going to maybe turn it into something that's funny and that's humorous and that I can just laugh about and joke with my friends? Um, Great. So that's kind of up to you. You know, you can narrate the story how you want in a way. The second piece of advice that I would like to give is that embarrassing moments are a really big part of life and you can't avoid them. And I find that going into life in certain situations with that mindset can sometimes help you get through those embarrassing moments. You know, if you have the mindset of this is really embarrassing what's happening to me right now, but it's what I got to do because I'm a person and we all go through things where we feel embarrassed or awkward or uncomfortable. And it's kind of just a part of life. There's no way around them. So I think that just kind of makes them a little bit easier to deal with, you know, that they're not like these abnormal things. Like they're normal, they're real, they happen to everyone. They're unavoidable. And, you know, 
It's just, you got to deal with what's in front of you. Very true. And my last piece of advice would be not to let embarrassing moments keep you from trying new things and from putting yourself out there. And I think this is an idea that we've touched upon in this podcast a little bit. We're a little bit repetitive today, but I think it's because we got a lot of important things to say. Um, And I would say- It's very true. It's very true. And I would say that embarrassment can often be something that definitely keeps people from trying or doing things, whether it's, you know, stage fright or ordering from the counter or making that phone call. Um, And I would say that such a small thing, if you look at it objectively, such a small thing, like feeling embarrassed can sometimes keep you from doing a lot of things that are really fun and really and great. They could really take, could really take you places. Yeah. They can keep you from meeting new people or from having new experiences. And it's such a shame to, to kind of let something like embarrassment get in the way of you having a really exciting, possibly adventurous life. So I would say when there's something that you're faced with doing, and if the only thing keeping you from doing it, you know, other than anything like logistical or practical or, you know, really, really monumental, if the only thing keeping you from doing it is a fear of embarrassment, I would say maybe go for it anyway, you know, take that risk and and live a life that's full of fun and good memories. Listen to Javi's yearbook quote. (laughs) Let yourself be afraid. Yes. I think that's a really, really great and empowering way to end our podcast. And with that, please, please, please rate and review five stars because I know we're awesome. We're just plugging ourselves. Comment and subscribe to our Instagram, our YouTube channel, our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, any podcast app that you're interested in. Please go follow and give us thumbs up and stars and everything because we are overly confident and we know we deserve that. We know we deserve that. And also, if there are any of our fans out there who listen on those like really obscure podcasting platforms, I don't even know what they're called, but we upload on a on a podcasting platform called Anchor and then Anchor uploads onto other stuff. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> So basically, it's on any podcast app that you're interested in and love listening to. It's on your favorite podcast app. We upload every other week on Thursdays. So every other, not every every other week. So our next episode will be coming out two weeks from today. So look forward. And we will keep you posted on our Instagram. Check out for our Instagram posts and looking for good stuff and watching for that merch drop. Did you say merch? I said merch. Did you say merch? Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. You are the best. And we will see you next time on Project Dice Coffee. Project Dice Coffee. And a huge thank you to Racheli Eisenberg, our manager. She's awesome. We love you, Racheli. Shout out. Follow her on all of her platforms and follow us on all of our platforms at Project Dice Coffee on Instagram. And please email us if you have any questions or comments or concerns. Hopefully not concerns. All good things. All good things. We love you. Bye, guys. Ciao.